Hashtag no music, no intro. Another episode of Hashtag Thanks for the podcast coming at you. And kind of a, it's kind of a, a cool down period, I would say, right now in the NFL, um, in free agency. But Ryan and I wanted to do this episode and just, you know, just kind of do a quick, quick recap. And again, I, I think it is important for us, especially us, um, to acknowledge how well the Saints have done in this free agency with their cap situation. Um, an immense amount of kudos goes to Kai Harley. Um, he's like obviously he's the he's the engine that runs everything in terms of the cap uh, gymnastics man, but like I feel like this year especially, like he's been stellar, stellar, working, working, working. I mean, um, he has to sit there. I mean, think about it. They had three players, pretty much. Well, really two to take pay cuts. Three of you include Michael Thomas, right? You know that's hard to do, bro. Like that's. Players don't like doing that shit, bro. Like, I mean, nobody does. Honestly, nobody these does. players, bro. Players, they will. I mean, when we saw, the Titans player, he, you know, they tried to get him to take one of the safety. Uh, Byron. He oh, like, fuck, fuck, fuck that. Yeah, he like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I'm not doing it. And put two and, that's, and that's like a former All Pro who still is a very good player, right? Like that's you know, and that looks bad on the team. So. For the you know these players, the quality to just you know take and do that, and for him you know for the Saints to negotiate that man, it's kind of crazy. And uh, I mean, shit, like you say, Kyle Harley, bro, boy, been working, man. Like the shit he doing with the cap, and like the stuff. I swear, I don't know, I can't prove this, but like the ghost years thing, the vo- the voidable years that the Saints do, I swear we started that shit, bro. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I am positive we did, bro. There, I'm positive, I'm, bro, because I've never seen that shit before. <laughs> like we had three years, but they void on day, you know, day three of the fun. Like, the the just what's going to the thing about players taking pay cuts? I think yes, it is, it is a hard thing to do. I do think not just the Saints, but other teams in general, has been lucky in this round of free agency. Mm-hmm. Just in the sense of like the the market is greater, bro. Like mm-hmm. it is unless you're, I, I would say an offensive lineman, but like I look at the deal that Orlando Brown signed. Like that's not uh, outrageous. It's not outrageous. No, it wasn't crazy at all. He's a left tackle. So from that perspective, if you're a player, you know, obviously, usually if a team approach you to 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 take a pay cut, if you don't take a pay cut then you usually get released. And that's why uh, we saw a mini fire cell from the yeah. Vikings, right? Like, Vikings, right. like, oh, you want to pick up? Yeah, no, no, release. Uh, but, like, perfect example, Andres Pete. I'm, I'm sure they approached him and said, hey, hey, man, you know, you've got injuries the last couple of years. Uh, you know, we still want you back. We don't want to create another hole at guard. But because of all these injuries and blah, blah, we don't just come, come flow a bit off the top. And if you're him and his agent, you got to look at it like, okay, well, if I say no, if I, if I hit free agency, 
like shit is, is that am i gonna get paid a one-year deal from a team more than what i would take take a pay cut and then you gotta move like you gotta it's you gotta you gotta weigh you gotta weigh it all out and, he, and he, isn't he coming off an injury yes he is so at that point the team has leverage too Right, so it's like, bro, you might just sit out there for a while. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so, but yeah, but still, he took, you know what? He took five million. It's like, damn, you know, like that's that's a pill, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? You for a player, that's a pill to swallow. But man, Ooh. Pete, Pete, you better take that five, bro. <laughs> I got five on it. <laughs> take that five, boy. Shit, you've been eating good, good, good. And I, listen. As much as we've joked about Pete on this podcast on and off throughout the years, or even, you know, I was just saying, we were saying jokes about Pete, you know, on, on Take Stop podcast years ago. Mm-hmm. It is, I, the fact that he is still on the team, he took his pay cut. As a team, you're not creating another, another hole. Like, will he be injured at some point next season? Absolutely. Of yes. Of course. Pete, don't Pete, bro. But at least it doesn't create like a gaping hole where you feel like, okay, now this is another like a need that needs to be filled. Right. Um, so I just wanted to do a quick kind of just go through the moves really quickly up to this point that the Saints have made. Um, and we can just re- go over and talk about them, talk about a little bit. We'll handle the medical staff um, with the Foster Monroe news uh, that came out today. Uh, and then we we're talk about a little bit about about the draft to close out the podcast we just wanted to get something out um i'm going to be out of town be in texas visiting family next couple of days um so we kind of wanted this to be out there before i left uh or you know before i left so we're not leaving leaving our people leaving our listeners hanging but so february 27th i i I am citing nola.com because they have this running tracker that's just a nice easy place that has all the moves that has been made in free agency it's february 27th they they re-signed uh, uh, Tynan Tana, pa- Passingo. I'm not I'm not even dealing with the right. <laughs> I don't. Want um, two year, sixty million dollar deal. Depth signing. It would be it would be nice. It would be really nice if he could be the player he was in year one when he signed two seasons ago. Um, and maybe some of that is injury and and things like you know he, you know, he was injured, but like he was a he was a good player his first year here. Um, and we haven't seen that since. But, again, good depth signing at the very least. Then the big move, getting Derek Carr in the fold, um, checking off the biggest question mark of the offseason in regards to quarterback, that got taken care of. Um, <clears throat> they brought back JT Gray, March 10th, um, a special teamer, $3 million deal. Uh, three-year deal, nine point six million, and then I wanted to just go back to the Derek Carr. It was a, it's a four-year, and all these are deals, quote unquote. But like you, you know, if you should know by now that what the deal is reported isn't what the actual deal is, but we just go in with the deals reported just for sake of being easier. So the Derek Carr deal is four-year, one hundred fifty million, hundred million in total guarantees. Uh, so that started March sixth. That was like the boom, like the big kickoff. Then March 11th, a couple of days after the Derek Carr news, the move that we were really hoping that they would do, 
they re-signed or they extended Jawan Johnson, a two-year, $12 million deal, $8.5 million guarantee. That's something we had harped on even throughout the regular season. That got taken care of. Uh, they lost David Onyemata to the Falcons. They lost Shaw Tuttle to the Panthers. They lost Caden Ellis to the Falcons. I had been hinting at that for, for months. Uh, they quote-unquote lost Marcus Davenport to the Vikings. Um, that was a cause of celebration. Yes. Uh, Deontay, Hart- <laughs> Deontay Hardy signs with the Bills. That was <laughs> cause of celebration. Um, and then kind of the big day was was last week on the 15th. Payday, by the way, for me. Um, so it was, it was double big day. Uh, started off signing defensive tackle. Nathan Shepard of the, of the Jets, three-year, $50 million deal. Follow that up quickly after signing free agent um, Kalen Saunders, formerly of the Chiefs, $3 million, 14, three-year, $14.5 million deal. Then the one that kind of came out of left field, wasn't expecting it, but really, really kind of put the bow on everything, signed free agent, Running back Jamal Williams, three-year deal, twelve million dollars, eight million in guaranteed um, from Detroit. Or he was a free agent. His last team was Detroit, uh, and then they brought back Blake Gilligan. We didn't we didn't even talk about that um, the last time we did a podcast episode. And then the last, most recently, they signed a defensive back, cornerback, safety Lonnie Johnson on a one-year deal. Um, former team was the Titans. A depth signing of offensive tackle Storm Storm Norton of the Chargers. I think that is just that that I think that is exactly what it is a depth signing, as well as them, them signing Jonathan Abram or Abram of formerly of the Seahawks, mm-hmm. and then they re-signed Malcolm Roach um, yesterday. It's work, boy. To start the season, to start the all season being what fifty-seven million over the cap, and get all that done, bro. Jesus, that's insane, bro. That's insane. Because they remember last year. They, I mean, it was quiet when uh when free started. Man, it was like, oof, are the Saints going to do something? (laughs) And then they started making trade moves and stuff, and. You know, they made a few moves here and there, but it was a quiet offseason last year. It was. Right? This it season, really was. You know, obviously the biggest one is, you know, Derek Carr, man, because that was a must. Like, obviously, quarterback was a must-have, and they pushed all their chips into Derek Carr. Um, you know, according to reporting, like, once he got benched, um, what, three, three weeks left in the season, and, you know, due to the whole contract issue, they had their, t- their target sighted on him, and – you know, that was going to be the move. Like, it was all the chips are there. And if that if that failed, you know, it would have been, you know, Garoppolo or Andy Dalton back or something like that. But they, it had to be Carr. It had to be. And, you know, for them to just, you know, just to sew that up and get it done, you know, props to them. Got to give props where it's due, man, because you know, it could have fell through either way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, something could have messed up, but they made sure – they made sure it happened. If they had to overpay a little bit, they had to bet against themselves or negotiate against themselves, whatever. You know, still at the end of the day, when I look at the contract, man, once like once like Burrow gets paid, and, uh, 
you know, uh, Herbert, like that, that Herbert Hurts. On... He's going to be like the 16th highest yeah. paid quarterback. And he's like about the 16th. 16th best quarterback. Right. <laughs> so, so, like, okay, it fits, you know. Hey, look, the same spot. He's, he's counting like $7 million against the cap this year. Um, so he's not like people, oh, you can't sign it. No, he's not preventing any Saints from signing anybody right now. So no, nobody, bro. Nobody. nobody. So it's a it was a good, solid move that took quarterback off the worry list. So now they can focus on other things. And honestly, you know what we talked about the most was you know trying to retain players and for them to just you know get Jawan Johnson off that list and you know sign him to like a two year extension. That was just a uh, just lovely to see. Just lovely to see. Um, because he's gonna be a part, part man. Like he could, he could have a Pro Bowl type season. I believe. I really believe. Right. I really believe he can. I, I yeah. do. And I think, and we'll, we'll get into the like the medical aspect of it because I have some thoughts about that. But for me, had you know, and let, let me phrase this correctly. A hundred percent. You know, I'm thankful that Foster Moreau. That got discovered of the the Hopkins lymphoma, so he's mm-hmm. not getting the treatment that he needs. All of that, right? But for like, had that if, if that wasn't known, right? And let's say he didn't have, you know, obviously we hope that cancer goes away. To me, like that signing or a signing similar to that really would have put the complete bow mm-hmm. on free agency for me, because at that point. And uh, and they can still there's maybe they can get a maybe there's a player of similar elk that they could they could sign at the tight end position or what have you, um, or even maybe like a wide receiver. But like to me, it's like okay now now April twenty seventh comes on Thursday, man. You could just be sitting back, you know, like you, you know when you about to get some bomb ass head, you just put your hands behind your back, and <laughs> legs out, and you just, just just push back, and you just you just chilling, bro. Like, I, and and not and not to say that they can't do that now, right? Like right. they have, for the most part, addressed needs across the board, and a move that was not. Was not listed in here, which could be a huge move that pays dividends. Is the whole reworking of Michael Thomas's contract and him coming back on a one-year deal? That's not listed on um, on the NOLA transactions because I guess that was a uh, like an actual quote-unquote transaction. Mm-hmm. That was a huge move in itself. They have checked off a lot of a lot, if not all of the boxes of needs that they needed to this offseason. We right. have been at times relentless in our you know, criticism of how the, you know, the DA era has been. Although we were, crit- we were critical of Sean. We critical yeah. of Sean. Like, we, we, we call it like, we don't care who to call it. But you, they have an opportunity. And I really do believe, we'll talk about the draft later in depth. I really do believe, I just have a feeling, kind of just the, the buzz I'm getting. And we'll talk about it with Tony Pauline in a couple of weeks um, and really dive into the draft. I really just get a feeling that they will go defensive line yeah. at 29. Whether it's a tackle, or it's an edge, I don't know. Um, and honestly, I don't care as long as the player is good. But 
let's just say, right? Let's just say there's a player that is in their cloud that just happens to fall to 29, and it's not an edge player. It's not a defensive tackle. Let's say it's Michael Mayer of Notre Dame, right? I think that's a good example to use. Man, you, as an organization, you, thus far, you've checked off so many needs where you can be like, you know what, man? We, we can draft best player available right now, and at 40, we can we can circle back around and, you know, whoever the, our second-rated, you know, edge rusher, tackle is, we can get that player there. They're set up to do that, and that's huge as, huge, as a bro. team. Huge, bro. Huge, bro. And it, you know, I mean, this is this is usually how they do like the approach when they can. They do like to knock all their holes out in free agency, knock out the musts, knock out the needs. And then once you get to the draft, you can just, you know, you get your wants, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, going to the going to, you know, the mall when you don't really need nothing, man, but you got your little income tax check or whatever, you know, just pick what you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's a nice tie. Let me buy that tie. I don't, I don't even need a tie. I just want it. It's a nice tie. I'm gonna buy it. I don't, I don't even got a job. I'm just... <laughs> I ain't got a suit. I ain't got a suit. I'm by the time. <laughs> so that's how they could approach it, man. Like, so it's gonna be interesting, bro. Like, really, like deep. Like, honestly, if you look at the the team and the roster, these defensive line is still, yeah. you know, it's it's it's. I mean, you got Cam Jordan, thirty two. That's it. <laughs> And it's like, okay, like they, they got the defensive tackles, you know, um, which were nice signings. But look, those have been rotational guys throughout their career. Ascending, you know, they're ascending players, but you know, you're not you know, you we that's really a, don't have a starter at right. defensive tackle yet. Like and a that's true, a lot to ask to for an ascending player okay. who's a rotational player to just be like, All right, this is all this is this is on you. Like you the dude now. Now Yeah, you the dude. I'll say this, and, I, and you know, the likelihood is very, very small. But if one of the defensive tackles, whether it's Shepard, whether it's Saunders, could be not to this level because that, that would be insane. But, like, if you could get, like, 50%, 60% of how they – what they got from Demario Davis when they signed him at the free agency from the Jets, bro, like, that, that changes a lot of shit. That would be used. Like if they could get some like untapped energy out of these guys, that was some untapped production. Like though that would be a game changer. But it's hard to go into the season <clears throat> expecting Counting that. On so, that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I fully expect them to address the D line in some form, whether that's edge or D tackle, in those first couple rounds, whether it's twenty nine or forty or whatever. They're going to address that, bro. Like you already know. You know they're going to address it. Um, it's just all about who, bro. Like, have they learned? You know, do, will they pull up? Are they looking at Peyton Turner on Instagram? Uh, are they, are hey. they seeing? <laughs> are they seeing? You know, Marcus Davenport fumble himself to the Vikings and saying, "Look, let's reevaluate what we've been doing at edge and make sure we get this right." You know, and find somebody with some good tape. Some good athleticism, some good athletic numbers, and go get them. But good tape, man, just good tape, bro. I don't, I don't. Stop. Leave, 
miss me with traits, bruh. I don't want to hear shit about traits. I need to see so, it. See it. Oh. You know, but it's probably going to be, what's my dude name? Adobe War? Abadabi Abadabi uh, the no, the the, the north northwestern guy. Yeah, yeah. Nah, he's just double A, bro. Not, no, just <laughs> double A. Double like, like, like a battery, bro. Like double A, bro. Not not doing it. Not. It'll be him. It's gonna be the army dude, Andre Carter. Yeah, I mean, uh, here's the thing, bro. Like, I would love, and I know, I know he didn't test the greatest, but if they wanted to get him like in the third. And oh yeah, get other positions in round one, round two. I mean, but I couldn't, I couldn't see them going to Army guy with that twenty nine, bro. Like that, please, please. Don't. I, couldn't, I couldn't see it. Um, you brought the, you brought the point about them reevaluating. Um, I do believe, well, I don't believe this. This is this is known that they do want to add a, an edge rusher in free agency. And I kind of talked about putting putting the bow on it. So, like, for me, the bow is getting a veteran, a veteran pass rusher and maybe, like, getting someone who, like Foster Monroe, obviously not him, uh, maybe, like, another tight end. Because just like we talked about, uh, you, they should approach free agency in their team building and not include Adam Trapman Adam Troutman in any of any of the equations, bro. Like he does not exist. No. He doesn't. Don't exist. You know, you got you got Dewan Johnson, you got Taysom Hill, or, or your tight ends. Other than that, couldn't tell. Uh, this tight end free agency was crazy, bro. Like, like this dude's, he got like like what um, nine million for the Patriots? Nine like, million. Dan Schultz got what eight million. You know, one year, it's like, what happened? You know, there's theories that, you know, since there's such a deep tight end draft, the teams are looking at that. I'm like, man, that's still kind of wild to me. Like, that those dudes, like these dudes was getting franchise tag last year. You know what I'm saying? Right. So and, it's, it's just, and it's kind of like, and I don't know, and this is always tricky when you're a player, and I think I, I understand of you of you betting on yourself, but there are some things that sometimes you can't foresee as a player. Like, yeah, this free agency is a perfect example of just how the market just cratered. Bro. Just like even the agents, like the agents didn't see it. You know what I'm saying? Like the agents are like, "Damn, we thought you'd get paid." So, and, and so, so at this point, just take that one year, bro, and then hopefully you can ball out and and re and try again next season. But like, I wonder. How much, like, what the offers, if they received offers, like the long term offers that Dallas and Miami was offering them last offseason, um, compared to like what they're getting paid on like this one year, one year deal. But I know anyway. what I want to ask you. I want to ask you, what are your thoughts on the whole Chauncey going to Johnson thing? Because it seems to be like a lot of revision going on. It's like, well, you see, this proves it. This just proves it all. The Saints were right to get rid of him. He ain't worked that much. They were right to not pay him. They were right to trade him. They were right to they only got a fifth round pick. They obviously that that's all he's worth. It's all proof. It's confirmation bias. Right. Like like I think a lot listen. When he got traded, the first thing that came out 
five, ten minutes after he got traded was article saying that he wasn't a good teammate, kind of validating the reasons why the Saints, a.k.a. Dennis Allen, wanted him gone. Um, gets traded. And for me, my biggest issue about him being traded is him being traded wasn't even a surprise, right? We had talked about potentially him pricing him, himself out of the Saints range yeah. or, or whatever. We had been talking about it for a while, so that wasn't new. But from the team-building aspect, people need to understand that the fact that the Saints only got a fifth still was because it was a trade of out of spite. There are people in the league who teams in the league did not know he was available and have said that they would have offered more than a fifth if they knew he was available. So like from that aspect alone, it's just bad asset management, right? That, that was a trade that got emotional. Like I, that's a, it was an emotional trade. So he goes to Philadelphia, has a good season, um, and then his free agency. But like, let's 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 be honest. Like, CD is not the only person that didn't get trade or didn't get paid this free agency. Like, it's been numerous players. And so the article that comes out of like, well, you see, the Eagles was offering him this 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 three year deal, and he rejected it. And so CD's just dumb and. He doesn't. He's not good with money because he's turned down these two multiple extension contracts. So again, if, so a lot of people don't know the facts. The the contract that if you want to criticize CD or just like I was talking about the whole Mike Kosicki and um, Dalton Schultz thing, if you want to criticize CD CD for not taking the Saints deal that they had or you know that offseason, That's fine. But the Eagles' three-year deal was a lot of heavy incentives, and it was a one of those like those fluff contracts. I guess is the best way to describe it. The deal he signed with the Lions, that one-year deal, got him more guaranteed money in that one-year deal than that three-year that three-year deal would have netted him. So that was a smart. That was a, just a, a better, smarter signing, but. Like you said in a Discord, the worst thing CD did after he got traded to the Eagles was kind of like be like that jilted, jilted ex and talk badly yep. about, you know. And I, I think as fans, we would have, and I, it doesn't bother me either way. I think as fans, no, no, if, I don't they, if, they, if he had bad mouth Dennis Allen or he had bad mouth like the front office, that would have been one thing. But like him saying yeah. like bad kind of throwing shots at like Marshawn, like that's just like come on, bro. Like, yeah, come on. <laughs> you 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 know the talent you was playing with. Like, stop. Yeah. But again, we've always said it. CD's a CD's a player and the type of personality when he's on your team, you fucking love him. Like you right. you ride or die for him. But she's she's just like Draymond in the NBA. Like I deal mm-hmm. I deal with this. And, and my and my girl Jay has said it numerous times. Like she's like, man, if Draymond was on any other team but the Warriors, like I wouldn't stay. I couldn't stay. I wouldn't stay him. Like he's exactly, he's, he's exactly. 
It's, I mean, look, it's like Sean Payton. Like, if Sean yes. Payton, imagine Sean Payton was the coach of the Falcons. We would, Ooh. bro, hate. Hate, hate. Like, extreme burning hate. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hate, like, he couldn't show up at a restaurant in New Orleans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, that's like, like, that's why I'm just like, you know, sometimes it's just the personalities. You love them or you hate them. You know what I'm saying? So, that, that whole thing didn't bother me at all. It didn't get under my skin like a lot of people, but once you do that, bro, Saints fans, bro, they done with you, bro. Like you, they done. They done. It's bad enough you went to the Eagles, you know, you were traded there, but then you talk about it like we we just gonna dog you now. We gonna dog you. But you know I, I, and I get that, but like I think my my thing that annoys me is like, man, if you're gonna dog them, like you got have all the facts right, like have 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 all the facts right, and if you still want to dog them after you have the facts right, then that that's one thing, but like. This this would annoy me though. This would annoy me. a lot of people coming out like he's obviously a cancer in the locker room and stuff. And I'm like, then why did the Saints and the Eagles love offer him long term deals? Mm, I love like, that's that's not adding up to me. So he's like, he can only get one one year deals, but yeah, but both teams offer him long term deals. Like stop it. Like yes, he he's probably annoying as fuck. Like I truly. We know this. Like Mike, I think, he got I think, Mike Thomas to throw hands at him. We know. <laughs> I think a great point a friend of mine said was that if he truly was a locker room cancer and he truly was, here's the thing with CD, he will like at times, especially I would say like in training camp and practices are heated, and you know if he's looking great in training camp. He's going to start barking. He's going to talk, start talking shit, whatever. That's just his nature. But during this free agency, he had coaches like Sean Payton that was interested in bringing him in, yep. Dan Campbell, um, Aaron Glenn, who was a defensive coordinator for the Lions. Like, to me, that's that's more telling than anything. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like I trust their opinion of, of who a player uh, or how a player – will be in the locker room and, and, and them having the feel for a player than anything. Because if he was truly that bad, you, you, Sean, you know, we know Sean. Sean, would, Sean wouldn't have even been interested in even signing him for the Broncos. That, and, I don't, and I don't know what the Broncos was, was offering, man, but if you had the CD to that defense, bro. Ooh, we, with Patrick Sertan, too, yeah. And, and, hey. and, and, and they still have Simmons, I believe. Uh, the same yeah. they that, Anyway, that Aside from that, though, let's we're gonna take a little break, take a little pause right here, uh, hear from our sponsors, 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 um, and we'll be right back. Ryan, it's time to tell the listeners a secret. Yo, this the infamous picture of you going viral on social media, sweating in the white shirt, mm. looking confused. What people don't know is before that picture was taken, you had just mowed the lawn in the hot New Orleans heat. Yep, sweating. Don't know about you, but if you want to avoid becoming a meme and avoid becoming a viral hit on social media, I think instead of you mowing the lawn, there's a company out there that got you covered. That is Ground Up Landscaping Services. They service the greater New Orleans area. We've seen their work in person at the hashtag Saints for the Podcast Meetup. The backyard area was outstanding. Yeah, we know we know the owner of this company. He's an outstanding person, a really good dude. And look, I've seen pictures of his work all 
done all around New Orleans. Beautiful work. Everything he takes care of, him and his crew, and he's good, honest, and on time. Uh, if you want to visit them, visit www.groundupnola.com and you get the book of free quote. And these guys are licensed and insured. So this is not some, you know, shade tree, you know, guy to come cut your grass. These are dependable business business professionals that will take care of your lawn. And they do beautiful work that you can check out on their Instagram and Facebook. They'll make your garden space spectacular from the ground up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. So let's any anything else before we before we move on. Uh, I'm gonna we don't talk about the Foster Monroe thing and 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 Oshner and all that. But anything else you wanted to hit just in the quick free agency little little recap we just did? No man. Other than that, like you know, just the outlook of the uh, division. Maybe um, I felt like I felt like the the Falcons are doing pretty good. Um, I mm-hmm. thought they, they did help their defensive line a lot. Their defense overall, I thought they helped. But still, offensively, bro, I have no idea what they're doing. Like, is it, are they riding with Ritter? Like, really? I, I think you so, know, bro. I, I mean, man, like, you know what I mean? I mean, I know. This is I, like I, year three. Like, this is year three of, of the – this is year three, right, of the Arthur Smith? Arthur, Arthur it Brown? Ah. I know, okay. and I don't know if these talks are like dead in the water. I know that they were really trying to get Tennessee to trade them Ryan Tannehill, like mm. beginning of free agency. Now this we're like what, two, three weeks into it now, and I don't know if that's something they're still wanting to do. Maybe that something that becomes like a uh, a draft day trade or or what have you. But I mean, if that doesn't work out, like here's the thing. I, I had a good conversation with a friend or a friend about the Falcons, and they were, you know, really talking about all the all the good moves that they had made. But like my the my thing I went back to was like, who's a quarterback though? Like, like yeah, they they improved their defensive line, and that was much needed. They brought in John New Smith, and with Arthur Smith, John Smith is probably going to look better in that offense than Kyle Pitts has. Honestly, I mean, the same. <laughs> so and. Got Kate Ellis, got David Onyemata. We'll see how that plays out. They were, funny thing, and this shouldn't surprise anyone, the three teams, the three final teams that were in the hunt to get two first, Marcus Davenport, were the Saints, the Vikings, and the Falcons. Man. Um, And they were, felt like they, like, sounds like they were pretty close um, in and getting him, and then in the Saints were close to locking it up, and then the Vikings came in with that deal, and God bless y'all. Um, so they've improved their their defense. Um, they got Jesse Bates. Um, they've made some nice moves to improve their defense, but to me, it all goes back to quarterback. Like, 
want to ride with Desmond Witter and, and that be it? Like, I can't. I, I was at the game he played in the Superdome, and I just don't remember him. I don't. <laughs> I can't remember a play he made. Like, I just don't remember. <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe you know, maybe he turns, you know, maybe he steps it up. I'm just saying. All right, like, why I would be going headstrong at Lamar Jackson, bro? Like, I mean, y'all was in the Deshaun Watson. Make it make help it help me understand it, Ryan. It makes, right, you would give up less for Lamar right now than you would give up for Deshaun Watson. But are you going to pay him? You know what I'm saying? In that, and again, this this whole little. Collusion of, amongst the owners are like, okay, we did it, you know, you know, they they did it once, and that you know that was a one time thing, but like we we're standing tall and not not doing that ever again. That's I mean, it, that's what's essentially what's happening. Now we're hearing like little chatter that maybe the Colts haven't ruled it out. You know, man, you get generally saying some perks and some drinks in them, bro. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I'll never forget how they lost that jazz game, bro. This man put a promo, a WWE promo on Carson Wentz, bro. He was done, bro. Done. I give, I give him credit, bro, because he's a true fan of his team, bro. He is a. And I, I, I do appreciate that about him because. I wish we had more owners like that, just to be honest. Because, like, can you imagine if we were owners of the Saints, bro? <laughs> like, Dennis Allen would have made it to week two, bro. If we, bro, I couldn't imagine, like, if, if someone, like, you know, Cat asking me a question about Peyton Turner. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, Cat, why isn't he not active? <laughs> good question. It's a good question. <laughs> Alex Repo putting pictures on Instagram that this nigga can dunk over the goal in Lambo. Anyway, I'll get on more time. Okay, so that was Falcons. Um really quickly hit on the Panthers. And there's this this just overarching thought that yep, Saints got Derek Carr in fold, they got all these weapons, they've, they've added, they've improved, front runners to, to run the NFC South. And I think you said it, you've said it best consistently. It's like, man, you just, it's hard to not think about some of the games we saw last season. It's hard to yep. get those games out of our mind. I was there with Eric, uh, shout out to who that homo in San Francisco. Again, this was with Andy Dalton and whatever, but just a I know that the Saints are completely hoping that Derek Carr is in the fold. The problems we had on offense should be exponentially less. But the Panthers have made a lot of good moves. Now, don't agree about what they traded to get to the number one overall pick when they could have just gotten Lamar Jackson, but I digress. Um, But Frank Wright, and this is why – the Panthers, I won't say scare me, but like if I'm looking at a team that might be kind of like laying in the cut in the NFC South, man, all the all the Panthers gotta do, bros, they gotta hit up if they hit on that pick like quarterback at one overall, you pair that quarterback with Frank Wright, bro. Man. 
Not only that, if they hit, not only for this year, but like the next 10 years. That's what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, and we'll see. We don't know who it is. Like, you know, a lot of people just assume it's CJ Stroud for some reason. He was looking good at that pro day, I heard. I mean, he was, bro. I, I, I watched the whole pro day, every throw, bro. And he's just sick such old, a, just a sick old brother. Sick, bro. And I don't know. I don't even know why. But I was just like watching. I was just like, man, this dude just throws the ball well, man. Like you can't get around it. It's effort, he throws it so effortlessly. He throw, he's a much better thrower, I would say, of the football than Justin Fields. Oh but, yeah, no question. Um, I I think I, I I personally still prefer Bryce, and I, and the only thing that scares me too me regarding Bryce is his body and and right. his, his frame and all that, but. The question with CJ Stroud is, you know, can he process? Like, he was a good processor, but NFL, can he process? And I think he'll get it. You know, I do think he'll get it. But how quickly can he learn to process what he sees and all that stuff? Uh, but, I mean, you, you start with you start with throwing. If you're a good thrower, that'll take you places. You know what I'm saying? And you can learn the other stuff as you go along. So, I think I think he'll be fine, man. Um, I, I, I don't want the Panthers to take either – now, Thomas Davis, he was on NFL Network the other day. He seems to think it's going to be Andy Richardson. And uh, he he said he doesn't even like Andy Richardson. But he's like, he, he from what he knows, there are a contingent of people in the Panthers front office that love Andy Richardson. Don't know if that's true. Don't know if he's just getting fed bullshit or whatever. Who knows? But that was I, interesting to me. That was interesting. To me, to me, it every year, especially regarding quarterbacks, but like every year in the draft, we have this owner wants player X, yeah, versus coach and maybe scouts want player Y, right? right? And then either sometimes the owner wins, sometimes the coach and the scouts win. Um, and I, I just get a feeling that. This is how it may play out um, in Carolina. But to me, like I'm like, if I'm David Tepper, it's like, all right, I I, I hired Frank Wright to write, no pun intended, to write the ship and everything. I, I got I got to trust him, his football acclimate, that he's going to get this quarterback pick right. I got to. Mm-hmm. That's how I would. That was me, but. Um, that's that's just it's just gonna be fascinating um, to see how that plays out. Uh, I'll be in New Orleans. Hopefully, you will be too. Last night, we 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 got got holes. Got it all. Already, already worked it out. Already worked it out. Cause this that's me and Bree um, anniversary. That's right. So I had to work it out, bro. But we good. We good. <laughs> Thank you. Mrs. Halfway Wolf, thank you. Um, <laughs> might have to up our up our our party at re- <coughs> redacted. Don't want any stragglers in this show. Fuck you, Patreon, get out. Anyway, let's let's go into this whole Foster Monroe thing, and then we'll end with the draft. Comes out today. Foster Monroe tweets it out that during you know routine physical with the Saints. Um, Come to find out that he has Hopkins lymphoma, he has cancer, he's definitely football, starts getting treatment he needs. Um, 
So first and foremost, hopefully everything works out for Foster Monroe. Man, um, can you imagine got, that, bro? Because like you're 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 in the NFL, you play with the Raiders, and now potentially you you might be signing a, a pretty nice contract to play for like the team that you played college, you know, you went to college for in the same state, and then like boom, like your whole fucking world comes crashing down, and you're super fucking young, like you're right. Just so on one hand, a big shout out to you know Austin Health staff and everyone and for for finding that out. And I don't even know how they would find that out. They just felt this lift nose and it felt they felt swollen. I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not a doctor. But this is the third time in a short a somewhat short span of the Saints medical staff. You have the trade from the long snapper that they traded. Uh, they traded from. They got from the Eagles. Can't remember his name. Remember his first name was John. Can't remember the last name. Boom. They did his physical. He had a little uh, a heart issue. They had they not found it, he, he would have died from that heart issue. The heart issue. Yeah, the heart surgery. Yeah, heart, heart surgery, surgery after that, bro. Nick Furley. You know they found basically found out like man, you can't you can't you can't play football no more. You play football yeah. like that, that's the, you risking your life. And now this thing with Foster Monroe, and it's like, are, are they, are they just in the wrong field? Like maybe they shouldn't just be in the sports medicine field. <laughs> <laughs> like they need to be on just, they need to be saving these lives. They need to be on triage and shit, but not any sports injury. Doctors, we need bone doctors and, and you know nerve doctors and shit. Orthopedic doctors. <laughs> Like, but like, it's just, it's crazy because, right, and I guess in the field of medicine, it probably isn't that crazy, but I just, I kind of went through the history a little bit in the Discord, but it's like, you, these are maybe not the same doctors, but at least from like Austin, same, same health facility, same hospital. Oh, oh Delvin, that's just a bone bruise. It's a bone bruise, bro. Look, man, like the medical field is extremely specialized now. It is. You know, it's not like a jack of all trades where, you know, well, he's a doctor. He should be able to tell. No, like some doctors know the cardiovascular system extremely well, but they might not understand certain other things or the brain or you might, you know, the back or the stomach or, you know, whatever. Like it's very specialized, so I, I have no idea how they have it, you know, organized, what type of doctors they have on the field, stuff like that. Uh, you know, I've heard of the doctor that they do have on staff, and he's like extremely well respected among his, you know, among his peers or whatever. But like, man, just the, some of the other stuff, bro. Like, man, like if it, if you find that I'm about to die, I believe you. But if you find like, if you like. Hey, you, you good, bro. You can go ahead and start playing. I'm going to be like, I'm going to get another second opinion on that one, bro. Nah. Well, and it, it wasn't meant to be funny, bro, but when, when Dash and our Discord said Foster Monroe might want to get a second opinion. Everybody was thinking that, bro. Everybody was like, right, but he just had like, the balls to say it. And like, Luke was like, yeah, that might just be, might just be a sunburn, bro. Like, you might want to get that. Crazy how, and one of the things 
it's, it's kind of an okay, it's not annoying that they they found it and they were right but what's been annoying today is like this media like like explosion like oh the the milk staff is just so yeah bad. bro like giving them all these flowers and shit uh, what? <laughs> like, can we talk about Jameis Winston? Can we talk about Michael Thomas? Can we talk about, you know? Kelvin <laughs> Bro. Bro. Okay, you had our uh, AK and Jarvis. I know you guys had some, some injuries, death injuries. Well, let's put you on an eight-hour flight. <laughs> and maybe that wasn't a doctor thing. That could just be a dumb, like, team yeah. thing or whatever. But it's I, that probably was, at, the, the news is great. I, I hope, the, you know, if the diagnosis of of Hopkins and Fulma is legit, I hope Fox Monroe gets all the treatment that him he needs and he makes a speedy recovery. He beats that shit. And I was just like, man, I don't wanna start enabling this, this medical staff too much. <laughs> but the media was like all the tweets was coming out and it's just like Adam Schefter, Adam Schefter was like, man, Saints Medical Staff does it again. <laughs> all right, all right, help violated. Only reason I see his tweets is because he's not blocked from the podcast Twitter account. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like my personal one, bro. No, no, blocked. Anyway, let's 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 wrap up really quick. uh, Talk about the draft. Where so the draft is what a, a month and five days away. Uh, if you are a Patreon and you will be in New Orleans, please either DM uh, me, DM Ryan, say something to us in the Discord. Uh, we do have a RSVP for Patreons only for our draft party get-together. Um, we have people come over from the UK. It's also the same week same week as Jazz, Jazz Fest. So bomb-ass week. You can hang out with us for day or round one of the draft. We're excited about it. But as things get gets closer, draft season is, is creeping up upon us. And don't worry. Uh, me and Jay got you guys covered. We're going to do our, our prospect uh, matching within the next couple of weeks. And if you're not familiar with that, that's where we essentially compile all the draft picks the Saints have made since 2006 and all their athletic profile, 40 times shuttle, three cone. And then, you know, we come up with now. I mean, that part's easy because we already have like the mean already set up. Right. The only thing we need to do is add the players that they drafted last year. And then we do the means and, and averages for all that. And then what we didn't then do is pull up, the shuttle, 40, height, weight, blah, 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 of all the prospects in this upcoming draft class, and then match the, the, the measurables to what the Saints profile is that they drafted historically since 2006, and it gives you a good idea of what players that the Saints potentially are going to draft because of their, you know, the Saints are, they're not just Saints, but like, they they have this this profile that they that they are like for different for certain positions and if you're in that profile you're likely to be drafted and I'll be honest the last two years we've done it we've done it a at least 80, 80 to almost eighty five percent of the of the players who 
got matched in the prospect matching in the players at the end of drafting, which is yeah. wild. <laughs> That's a huge um, indicator. Um, you know, there, it's not perfect, right? Because sometimes we'll have a player like Charles Cross from last year who blew, like, as an offensive tackle, he is, his measurables were, were through the roof. It was insane. And so he was an outlier. So he doesn't get matched because he's such such an outlier. Same thing happened with the edge rusher, um, Owe UFA from um, Penn State a couple of years ago. Yeah. Complete outlier. But it's a fun experiment. We do it. We've been doing it the last two seasons or last two years. We're going to do it in the next couple of weeks. I know you've watched a handful of prospects. I've watched very – I've watched like maybe three, maybe four. But – what what do you want to see them? We usually do an episode where we do like the mock draft simulator, and we're going to do an episode like that in April. We're going to talk to Tony Pauline in a couple of weeks and really try to get some news out of him. But like, what do you want to see them do in the draft? You know, I really have not developed like a player that I like a love in this draft because like all of these players have kind of you know holes. You know what I'm saying? Like there's really no clean players. And we're picking so late, you just got to, like, focus on what they do well that would, you know, really help your team. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at, like, uh, Will McDonald out of Iowa, you know, he's a solid edge rusher. But I saw him, like, do nothing against USC, bro. Like, he was completely nothing. Like, nothing. You know, so it's like every player I can look at, I'm like, ooh, this is nice. But then I'm like, Damn. So it's going to be a tough one, bro. This draft is it's going to be one of the ones where they just have to get, you know, as best as possible. That's why, you know, if you get a, if you can get a player like a uh, mayor from Notre Dame, give me at 29 like that. Like I just think like how would how much would this impact my team? Like give a, player, me. a player like that, man, think what he does for your run blocking. Think what he does for your pass protection. Thanks what he does in your past, you know, catching. Like that impacts your offense, bro. Like that really, like what you'll be able to do with Jawan Johnson split out. Oh man, you could do so much. You, you, you unlock so much. You, you unlock so much more offensively. Um, I don't think I have got if I did if I do have a guy and and this is strictly based, and it's gonna sound it's gonna sound silly as hell. This is strictly based on me watching prospects in depth last year. And I watched so much of the Notre Dame offense for whatever reason. I don't know. Cause I don't know. Cause I was scouting someone defensively and I just couldn't 87 from fucking Notre Dame was just making plays all over the field. Bro. Every, every, every fucking Notre Dame cut up. I watched and I wasn't even trying to watch him. Like, like so for me, it's it's kind of like the kind of not not to the same degree, but kind of like Chris Olave. But I remember watching him not not last year at his his last year at Ohio State, like two seasons ago, right? And I was just like, damn, he's good. And then the Saints ended up drafting him. So if I would, I would pick, I'd pick two players. It would be Michael Michael Meyer. Is it Mayor Meyer? Whatever. Get, get, Mayor, get the yeah. hands, the, the mayor. Get, get the hands for Parker. Right, right <laughs> um, or I would really like them. I don't know if he's going to fall to 29. Um, I know he, he ran a 4.5 at 
had his pro day today, but he had an exceptional, exceptional three cone, an exceptional shuttle at the combine. Uh, Ohio State wide receiver uh, Jackson Smith, a Zim, uh, a Jibba. Oh yeah, he did not have a great season last year at Ohio State. He got injured, and um, you know maybe he was just doing one of those things where he's like, you know what, man, like I'm just gonna protect my body, like I'm not gonna yeah. out there like that. And I know some teams, you know, turn their nose up to that, but. It may sound weird that I'm picking two offensive players because they do have holes defensively um, at edge. They do have holes defensive end. But for me, this is an offense, offensive-driven Yeah. And you got to score points. And there, are a lot, there were so many times last season where, like, there was just no hope that points were going to be scored, bro. Like, it just felt dire. <laughs> Like we, if we were down fourteen, we were like, "Oh shit, this 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 bitch is over, 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 bro." And it's just in today's age of of football and how the game is played, give your quarterback and the Saints' quarterback is Derek Carr. Whether regardless of what you feel about him, that's the dude going forward for at least the next two seasons. Give him weapons to help him succeed. So. Go get him a tight end that you can pair with Jawan Johnson. And like Ryan just said, that tight end can be used to help on the offensive line in the run game or even in, you know, you know time to time pass protection. Or you get a raw receiver um, like Smith the Jigba. Then we don't, man, we, we, can't, uh, we can't talk about shit, but we need a raw receiver for a long time. Bro. We have Chris Olave, we have Jackson Jigba, Shahid, man. <laughs> And look, like even even though and even though they bring Mike Thomas back, it's only for a year. Yeah. So you know, it's like they need an heir apparent to you know to kind of grow with Derek Carr. You know what I'm saying? Outside of Olave, uh, Tillman from Tennessee, um, the wide receiver Tillman, uh, Cedric Tillman, man, um, good like Cedric Tillman, like big big body wide receiver. His you know his his tape last year was. Good, not great. He was coming off an injury, um, so only played a couple of games. But he came back like end of the season and was productive. And his season before that, man, he was he was dull, bro. Like he was a dog. I would love him with the Saints. Probably not at twenty nine, but I wouldn't mind him taking at him at forty. You know, he's one of the few big body guys um, that could come in and just kind of be like the you know like he would just fit in, fit right into the offense. Like just just the more weapons you can give Derek Carr, bro, it will make such a difference. Cause that's what matters. Like when it, at the end of the day, like if you look back, even with Drew, when we had Drew Brees, and you look back at the playoffs games we lost, bro. Like by the time we get to the postseason, like our offenses were just obliterated, bro, by injury, um, attrition, and the fact that Sean Payton had kind of, you know. Didn't address the offensive skill position for years. You know what I'm saying? And it it, it wound up hurting once it got to the once once it got to the uh the postseason. You know, and plus other things, you know, other things happened, but I fought a lot of that to the offensive skill position, bro. Like right. he didn't have those dogs to really go out and just dominate, you know, because they knew, teams knew, man, let's take away AK, let's double up my MT, and we good. <laughs> Coach it, bro. We'll, right. we'll figure out the rest. Um, 
and it, and it worked. Unfortunately, it worked. Um, I look, I look at it like this. Yes, you can, you can try to take a, you can try to draft a defensive player, and I, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't. If, if there's like a really good one there at 29, um, because I, I do expect some fall off from from the defense, but I would try my weird football mind was like, okay, if my defense takes a step or two back, but it may, who knows? I still think. Let me let me word this right. It may the the Marshawn and Alante combo. We haven't seen it yet, but I I really do think that combo at cornerback one and cornerback two is going to be really good. Yeah. But again, it all goes back to pressure, and you know, and the pressure needs to marry up with the with the coverage and all that. Right. Right. But in my mind, I'm like, if my defense takes a, a notch or two back. Then at that point it's like fuck it, I'm I'm trying to outscore you, and I, and this is how I think. I know because of Dennis Allen, he's a defensive minded head coach. That is not how he sees things. Um, he kind of probably sees things like, okay, we got Jamal Williams, um, we got the quarterback. Now we can run the offense I want to run and and conservative and kind of have the guys and, and the horses to do so, and and we can win a lot of you know. Muster out a lot of games, basically, is, is and and win, oh, and, which is which is fine. I I guess if, if that, but like, just just go get players, good players, and good players. I really feel like shit. Just go try to out outscore teams, even if the defense take takes a step back. But if the offense from last season takes multiple steps forward, even if the defense takes a step or two back. That should at least still put you in contention to be a good football team, oh, and yeah. not a playoff team. No question. At the very least, no um, question. And look, I hope I hope a better offense makes Da and makes P. Carmichael better coaches. Because mm. that does happen. Like it does happen yeah. in the league where you get well. Because it's still a player-driven league at the end of the day. And when you get good players, man, they sometimes they can make coaches better. Like you saw that with Burrow. With Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. Like Zach. Absolutely, man. Zach, uh, what's his name? The coach? Zach Tech. Still, Zach still don't know his name. No. Within the Super Bowl. But, yeah, he was. We, he, we he didn't recognize him in Walmart, him. bro. Wouldn't recognize nope. him in Walmart. He, he became a better coach. Like, Burrow made him a better coach, but he got the, the time and the patience to see, like, man, I got a good ass quarterback, bro. Let me cook a little bit. Let me go deep, yes. dig deep and make sure I'm doing right by this quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So there is a possibility. There is a slim. It's slim, but there's a possibility that if they could get good play out of Derek Carr and this offense, that DA might see the light a little bit and be like, okay, man, you know what? I'm going to go for it on fourth down, man. Let me see what we got here, you know? Let me let Pete cook a little bit. Let me, let me take the chain off of Pete. And see, Pete, man, go steal a play. Go steal a play from Andy Reid. Go steal a play from Andy Reid. Go steal a play from, you know, Ben Johnson or something, man, and cook us up something this week, you know, instead of playing so close to the vest. So that's what I hope. It, it, it maybe it's a dream. It's a pipe dream. <laughs> Probably a pipe dream. But, you know, maybe maybe it happens, bro. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, no, I'm, I'm laughing, but, like, I, I hear where you're coming from, and, and I hope so, man, uh, because – if they're going to be good, even if they're not good, we've said it numerous times, can y'all just be entertaining? Like, just fun, man. Just fun. 
if they went, if they won six, seven, eight games next season, but like Derek Carr's thinking that bitch around, and like you got Chris Olave and yeah. bombs, and you know Michael Mock. Why do I want to call him Michael? I feel like that's going to be his name. Michael Mike. Yeah, what's crazy is, bro, like, I want Saints to be good so the, the Zooms could be fired. Like, I'm looking forward man. to the games, these Zooms. If the Saints balling, oh, man, we haven't witnessed that. Yeah, and, like, the the like the closest was, what, week one? <laughs> that's the it. The second half? That was it. That's it, bro. We was acting a fool in that bitch. Acting a fool, man. <laughs> um, but it just just want entertainment, man. And uh please don't fuck this up, Saints. Like, and I, and I, I think the good thing of how I've been a draft agnostic this this draft season. Oh, like smart. If, is if they draft drafted someone like I don't even have I used to have my list of players I would want them draft my draft day mm-hmm. and I would have my list of players I would be just pissed that they would draft. I don't have that list, Ryan. Like that has a list. <laughs> Beautiful, bro. It's unheard of for me. But um it feels it feels good because it's it, like people like I you was it Joe Goodberry on whatever on Twitter that posted that the clip of Michael Mayer, and you retweeted it, and I quote tweeted it. People like got my mentions. Well, you see, well, Darnell, Darnell Washington actually. Like, just shut up. Like, I don't care. Okay. players. Like, what? Are you, stop. I don't care. Yes, yes. Okay, you want to yes. get him? Yes. Just figure it out. It's gonna get a good player that if I go on a YouTube after that player's draft and I type in player X versus and I click boom, player X versus whatever school. And that little, you know how they do they the little box they put around the player, offense, yeah. defense, and that player just makes plays consistently over and over again. I'm like, so, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, okay, cool, cool. cool. But like if I'm pulling that shit up and it's like we looking at it like after Davenport and Peyton Turner was drafted, we just like Ugh. okay, oh okay, what huh? What what? Like we just squinting, like you know, we squinting like okay, mm, no no don't, don't say, I'm like, see it. Camaro, like when they drafted Camaro, like I didn't know money. I know a lot of people knew about him. I didn't know anything about him, and we drafted him. I was like, okay, we got a running back. Then I looked at him. I was like, ooh, okay. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so this is, this is new. Like this yeah. might be something right here. You know what I'm saying? I love that feeling. And we didn't mention it, but like, man, if they can get a running back, I don't care. Gibbs, Tank, Ejon, kid out Tulane, whatever. Tulane, I don't care. Spears, Spears, go go get another running back. Go get it. Need some, need get need it. some juice, man. Need, need some, some juice, juice, baby. Um. Anyhow. I thought that this was gonna be a short episode. <laughs> but I'm glad we did it. Uh we feel like this episode should be able to hold y'all over until next week. Um until we have something to talk about then. If we do have something to talk about then. Uh we do I we are gonna have our, our annual draft 
podcast that we do with Tony Pauline of uh, Pro Football Network, which is, which will be great. Be yes, great so. to see if we can get uh, Cynthia, Cynthia Freeland on again as, as draft season approaches. It, it feels like just yesterday we were just talking to her about last year's draft. Right, right. right. What, is, what is time? Um, but anyhow, thank y'all for listening. Uh, I know it's my podcast, our podcast, and we could do this, but I wanted she was never going to hear this unless I, unless I play it for her and embarrass her. But I do want to give a, a shout out to my baby girl, Sarah, who turned 13. 13. Yesterday. Happy birthday. Um, it is a unique feeling being a parent who now has a teenager. Born, she was born a month after I had turned 22. I am now 35, just to put in context of and the same Super Bowl year, right? Mm-hmm. She was born in 2010. Man. A month out oh, not man. not exactly no, because the Saints won the Super Bowl in February. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. she went in February and she was born um in March. And so, like I said, 2010, the year for me can never ever 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 be topped. Ever. Um <laughs> but 13, have a teenager, but um, I'm sure I'm going to play this at some point um, and embarrass embarrass her while we're in the car or like her. I'm driving her and her friend somewhere, just completely embarrassed. Because <laughs> that's what I that's all I have now is being a, a parent of a teenager. But uh, happy birthday, belated baby girl! Um, thank thank y'all for for listening. Um, as always, I know sometimes these episodes go long, um, but if y'all listen to the whole episode, we appreciate y'all. Um, we. And we understand that it's it's the off season, so the listeners might be the listening and listeners might be down. But I, I will give a shout out to our listeners as a whole. That you know, especially I think a lot of it is like the excitement. But a lot of these free agency episodes and the Derek Carr episode was really got done very well, listenership wise. So thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, Ground Up Nola. Uh, make sure yes. you check them out on Instagram. Check them out on yes. Facebook. Um, hey, you're going to need your New York going to need them. Will be needed, absolutely. But think that covers it all. With that, we're out. Peace. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.